We are ready to begin this week's Parsha's Parsha Tzav. And the Ona Chaim HaKadosh, uh, Rabbeinu Chaim ben Atar, who died in 17, approximately 1746, 1747, in his commentary in this week's Parsha, endeavors to say, to tell us that the Parsha hints to us when exactly Mashiach is going to come. So, because that that's the case in his commentary, we're going to discuss that topic. We're going to discuss when Mashiach is going to come uh, and talk about some of the sources uh, regarding this topic, although the sources are many and we will not probably cover all of them. Uh, before we uh, get to the Orheim's commentary, I'd like to preface with a few details. And one of them is the Gemara, a couple of Gemaras in Sanhedrin that discuss Mashiach coming. And the first Gemara in Sanhedrin is uh, Gemara on Dav Tzadichas, page 98a. The Gemara is like this. Rabbi Yeshua ben Lady Ashkech Eliyahu. Rabbi Yeshua ben Lady found Eliyahu Hanavi. Now, Rabbi Yeshua ben Lady frequented with Eliyahu Hanavi as, as, many, as is apparent in many different statements of Chazal. For example, in Yerushalmi quoted in uh, many of the poskim in Yoradea in 157, amongst them the Taz, uh, the base Yosef, all the posts can discuss uh, uh, an issue with that particular Yushami that Rabbi Shulban Levi harbored and then let go a fugitive, but uh, he frequented, he, he had audience with El Yohanavi. So here the Gemara tells us that he had another audience with El Yohanavi, and he found the Havikanya Pischa de Marosa, that El Yohanavi was standing by the opening of the, of the cave, the Rabbi Shimba Yuchoi. He was standing by the cave of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai in Meiron. Right. The body was in it? No, by the door of the cave. He said to him, am I going to go to Olam Abba? Am I going to come to the world to come? Now, the uh, Torah Chaim in his commentary on page 90a in Sanhedrin says that, of course, the Mishnah tells us there, everybody has a portion of the world to come. So whenever the Gemara talks about somebody having a portion of the world to come, they mean a portion of the world to come without having to suffer any of the consequences of their deeds. So what we're talking, when he's asking whether he has a portion of the world to come, it means to say, does he have a portion of the world to come without having to go to Gehenna, for example. Amar lay, so Elio said to him, if Hashem wants, then you have a portion of the world to come. Amar Rabbi Shobin lady, Shnai Raisi, Vokol, Gimel Shabbati, I saw two, and I hear three, meaning that, uh, as Rashi explains, the Gemara tells us that Hashem acquiesces to the fact that Rabbi Shulban Levi will have a portion of the world to come. And he actually did have a portion of the world to come. As the Gemara tells us in Tractate Sukkot on page 77b, that Rabbi Shulban Levi actually tricked the Malcham the angel of death, to go into Gan Eden, to go into the Garden of Eden alive, which is a separate topic in itself. Sure. But uh, yes, he did have a portion of the world to come. Amar Lei. She said to him, Amos, I'll say Mashiach. So he asked Eliyahu and Avi, when is Mashiach going to come? Amalei said to him, Zil Shaili, go ask him. Go ask Mashiach when he's going to come. So, said Rabbi Shobin Levi, Vehecha Yosef, where does Mashiach sit? So he said to him, Apischa uh, Dekarta, he sits by the gate of the city. Rashi explains, there's some controversy here regarding which which gate, the, uh, which city does he sit at, uh, Rashi explains in the name of his teacher 
that he wasn't sitting at the gate of a city, but he was sitting at the gate of Gan Eden, which is, uh, uh, corresponds to the entire world. And that side of Gan Eden, which corresponds to the, to, the, to the entrance to the city, which apparently is the city of Rome, that's where Mashiach was sitting. Yeah, the country of the country of Rome, right? So, Umay Simone, what does he look like? The Rome. Oh, Rome. Rome. <coughs> Umay Simone. He's saying one side of the Gan Eden opens in, at the city of... No, he was sitting in Gan Eden at the gate that corresponds to the oh, entrance the of Rome, wherever that is. Right? So, Umay Simone, what does he look like? Yosef Baini Ani Yisovle Chaloyim. He sits amongst poor people who are sick. And then the Gemara continues exactly what they're doing. Mashiach is not doing the same thing because he wants to make sure that he comes quickly if he's called. Uh, so then comes Rabbi Shuv and Levi and says to him, Amr Lay, Rabbi Shuv and Levi said to him, Shalom Alecha Rabbi Umayri. Shalom to you, my teacher, my, my, my Rabbi and my teacher. Amr Lay, Shalom Alecha Bailevoy. Shalom to you, the son of Levi. Amr Lay, Lehema Sasemai. He said to him, When are you coming? Amr Lay, he said to him, Hayoim. I'm coming today. So Rabbi Shul ben Levi went to Eliyahu. Amar Lehi said to him, My Amar Lecha, what did he say to you? Amar Lehi said to him, Shalom Alecha Ba'alevoi. He said, he gave me Shalom. And then, he promised me, Amar Lehi, Avtecha Lecha, Ulavuchu La'amudasi, he promised you the world to come. Amar Lehi, so Rabbi Shul ben Levi said to him, Shikuri Kamishakibi, he lied to me. Rabbi Shul ben Levi was complaining to Eliyahu Anavi, that Mashiach was lying to him. The Amrli Ayoimasini said to me he's going to come today, but also he didn't come. I guess was, this was at night. Amrli said to him, Hachi Amrli, this is what he said to him. He was quoting a Pesach in Tehillim in 95 that says, Hayoim im bekolo tishmu. Today, if we listen to his voice, to Hashem's voice, if we keep the mitzvot. <laughs> so that's what the Mashiach said to him. So the Marshal here explains that the Rabbi Shudis Gemara is referencing the Gemara before on the same page that the Gemara says that there are two periods of time which Mashiach can come. One period of time is, is a set time when Mashiach will come and another period of time is if the uh, Jewish people merit he can come earlier. That's when Mashiach can come. Is uh, If you will listen to his voice. Right. Now, the Gemara, before we endeavor to try to figure out exactly when Mashiach is going to come, if there is a specific set time when he's supposed to come, we need to know the following Gemara. And the Gemara says, um, this Gemara is on the previous page, on page 97b, the Gemara here says, that the bones should blow up, should swell of those people who try to figure out when the end is going to be. That's the end of your class. <laughs> because he used to say, because he used to say, why? Because they're going to say, the end has come and it hasn't come. So that means he's not coming. That's why. Because you create false hope, says the Gemara. And false hope turns into denial and disaster. We should wait for the Mashiach to come. That's what the Gemara says. So the Malbim, in his commentary, at the end of Daniel, which we will not discuss tonight because I spent hours on it, 
and I have to spend another couple of hours in order to present a, a, a cogent uh, presentation of the Mabu's position as to when Mashiach was going to come because of the confusing nature of the end of, the, uh, of Daniel, where he tells us where he had the prophecy of when Mashiach was going to come in chapter 12. The Malvin was asked, which is, this is recorded in the book called The Men of Distinction, or in Hebrew, Anches Gula, either in volume one, the first article, or if it comes in one, then it's the first article if it comes in one volume. So there's a, there's a, there is a, there's a biography there, of the, a, a short, short story about the Malvin. So one is related that he was asked, why did he so much try to figure out when Mashiach is going to come? So the Malvin said, he tried to figure out when Mashiach is going to come, and let me tell you, he says like this, let me tell you a story, right? Imagine a son is traveling with his father. And as soon as they get into the car to go where they're going, the son says, Are we there yet? Right? Are we there yet? So the father says, we just started, you can't ask me, are we there yet? So they're driving, and then the father says, I wonder if we're there yet. So the son says, you just told me not to say, are we there yet? So why are you saying, I wonder if we're there yet? So he said, you don't understand. When we first left, we weren't even close to there, so it's not appropriate to ask, are we there yet? But now that we're almost here, because it's appropriate to say, are we, are we there yet? So the Malbim says, the Malbim said, um, the Malbim said, since we're so close to the Gaula, right, since we're so close to the, uh, to the end, since we're so close to the end, it's appropriate for us to ask, are we there yet? And so therefore the Gemara that says that one is not allowed to ask, when was the Malbim? Says the Malbim. The is in the in the 1800s. Oh. The Malbim is in the 1800s. He, uh, let's see, what says 60 minus 1939? 60 years minus uh, 1939. So the Malbim was in 18, 1879. The Malbim is in 1879. So the Malbim, according to his commentary, the part that I got was is that he for sure held that the Gula would start 60 years after that period of time, 1879. So the, uh, which, which, would, which would be in 19, which would be in 1939, according, uh, according to the Malvin. That's when the Gula would start. That would have been a good idea. We'll start. We'll start, or we'll end, or we'll be completed, or whatever. So he figures out the whole question. So that's what he said. So since he held it, it was so close to, the Gula was so close, then it's, then, then it's appropriate to figure it out. Since the mom holds it, it's appropriate to figure it out. Perhaps we will dare to do the same thing. And it seems like that the, the Rambam, to me at least, it seems like the Rambam who codifies his Gemara in the Laws of Kings in chapter 12, in the Laws of Kings in chapter 12, uh, Halacha number 3, the Rambam says like this. Well, actually, it's halacha number two. The Rambam says, olam, always lo yasuk adam The person should not study these things too much, too often. anything similar to this. Mikra, he shouldn't make this his main study. doesn't bring to love, lo doesn't bring to fear. Says the Rambam, a person should not also try to figure out when the end is going to come. Why? Right, person, the, 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 uh, their, their dust should explode. People will try to figure out the end. You should wait and believe 
in the general manner, Kimoshibiyanu, like we've explained. So the Rambam is giving reasoning. The Rambam says, right, uh, that the Rambam here explains um, that this doesn't bring us to it, it's not productive to try to figure it out, right? Instead, we should have a Muna, we should have belief in Hashem that, uh, that He's going to come. But according to the Malbim, you could say that the Rambam means that if we're getting already close, then it's permissible at least to ask when he's going to come, and that's not necessarily because we're so close. And so therefore, it's not completely inappropriate for us to ask uh, when exactly is Mashiach going to come and try to figure it out, especially if we're only going to be quoting classical sources anyway that, uh, that make statements about when or when Mashiach will not come. Okay? Fine. So therefore, we begin with the, uh, in no particular order, but we begin with the statement of the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim, in his Laws of Rosh Chodesh, in Simon Tav Chav Ches, in 428, well actually this will probably be starting 28, in the Shar Tzion, in the note, below the Shar Tzion, here he quotes the uh, Pre-Chodesh, who talks about how the month is supposed to work out, on which day of the week, uh, uh, each month is supposed to start, when Rosh Chodesh is supposed to be, when is Yom supposed to be, that's what this is dealing with. But then he says a, a, an interesting statement. The Ayin B'prachshiyesh, Od Nafkamina Be'ezishanim, see the Prach, after every, he explains everything, he says, look in the Prach, look in the Pre-Chodesh, that there is a Nafkamina, that there is a difference regarding some other years also. Ach, However, he's not quoting them, why? Because they're too far from us, says the Chavetz Chaim. It's more than 200 years. And says the, it says the Chavetz Chaim, certainly, the Mashiach is going to come before that. We will sanctify the new month by seeing the new, the, the new moon. We're not going to need calculations anymore. So therefore, it doesn't, doesn't pay for me to copy down those years because it's not necessary to state the calculations what those years are supposed to look like in terms of when the months, when the Jewish months are supposed to pull out those years, because for sure the Shem is going to come by then anyway. Which, right. which years? When? Are so, we don't, when are we talking about? So, I don't know when we're talking about. The Chavetz Chaim died when he wrote, he wrote this, I don't know, but he died in 1933. So, the Chavetz Chaim dies in 1933. If we take a look at our, at our, uh, at our handout, the Chavetz Chaim dies in 1933, which is the second column, Right, uh, the top of the column says ST, which stands for Sharzion, number 428. Right, uh, the, the bottom four uh, lines over there says CC passing. Chavetz Chaim passed away in 1933, which is 5693. These are dates. The end of the 200 years, the when Mashiach is going to come, is then going to be 2133. So if we're holding in 2011, that is in 100 and 122 years that Mashiach is going to come. Right? What? Yes. Well, according to this statement of the Chavez Chayim, according to this statement of the Chavez Chayim, the, uh, that is going to be 100 and, 122 years. That's the first statement that we have. I'm sorry. So when is it approximately? The Chavez Chayim says that to make a calculation 200 years from now doesn't pay because Mashiach is going to come by then anyway. When is now? So I'm assuming the latest period of time is now is when the Chavetz Chaim died, which is 1933, right? So 200 years from then, maximum is going to be 2133. 
What? She's not hanging around either. 2133. Now, that's what the Chaim says. Right? That's what he's right. Now, there's another Gemara. Which we'll figure out, but we're gonna we're gonna quote this Gemara in a minute. The Gemara in uh, Sanhedrin uh, 97 says that the total, if you take a look in the calendar in the, in the third column, which is entitled timeline, so the secular and the Jewish years, right? So the starting from day six, the the whole Jewish history is split into three periods. The Gemara splits it into three periods. The first two period, the first period is the first two thousand years, which is known as the days of Tahu. That's what the Gemara says. The second 2,000 years, until the year 4,000, is known as the days of Torah. And the last 2,000 years, from 4,000 to 6,000, are known as the days of Yom HaMashiach. So that means, as the Gemara clearly states, let's just, uh, the, the Gemara there says, that the world will end in the year 6,000 according to the Jewish count, according to the Jewish calendar. So if the year is going to end, the Jewish count, the year 6,000, correct? The year 6,000, so there's a dispute in the Gemara, what's going to happen after that? One opinion holds that the world will lay fallow for 1,000 years, and the other opinion holds that the, 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 the world will lay fallow for 2,000 years. The consensus seems to be that it's going to be 1,000 years. That's the Gemara's decision. Well, the same way that there's a Shabbos for the week, the same way that there's a Shabbos for the, year, for, for the years, there's a Shabbos for the world. And the world Shabbos is the 7,000 uh, year period, which if the world lasts for 6,000 years, the 7,000th period will be the Shabbos, which means that the world will lay fallow. Right? That's what the Gemara says. But be that as it may, whatever it is that the Gemara is saying, the Gemara says that the world is going to end. The, universe, the, the world that, the world that exists is now is in the year 6,000. So if it's in the year 6,000, take out your calculator, Rabbi Yonison. In the year 6,000, so according to the Mashiach, if we say, that the that according to him that the machine is going to come by 2133, mm-hmm. right, or 5893, and the world's going to end in the year 6000. How many years until that is until the end of the world? That is what 107 years before the world ends. So even if even if the Chavetz Chaim is incorrect, right, it's not going to it's not going to make it's not going to make a difference because it's going to be within 107 years after that. If the, if the calculation of is correct that we are holding in the year that we say that we're holding in, right, and we're going to be reaching the year 6,000. And what's going to happen? <laughs> what's going to happen when? What, what kind of life that will be? Oh, so we're not discussing that this evening. <laughs> we discussed that last week. Yeah, I, I have no idea. going to come. There'll be resurrection. There'll be judgment. There'll be... Uh, or living forever. There's going to be a lot of things we discussed. Not our topic wait, for this evening. Wait until, wait until the year is yeah. zero, and you'll know. So, so, the truth is like this. And so now we just offer the opinion of the, who do we offer? The opinion, only the Chavetz Chaim so far. Right? Mm-hmm. So far we offer the opinion of the Chavetz Chaim. We stuck the Malvim in there a little bit, right? We stuck the Malvim in there. Now the, um, the truth is, it's going to become clear that it is really not clear exactly when Mashiach is going to come. <laughs> but, 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 we have the approximate, we're going to have the approximate date, which will give us a better idea, which will give us a better idea when we leave. Now, the reason for that is, is because if we read Daniel 12, it is very clear that it's unclear to even Daniel himself 
of when Mashiach is going to come, as Daniel himself says, Vanishamati, Vuloabim. I heard from the Malach when uh, he's going to come, and I didn't understand. I said to him, explain to me what's going to be in the end. Daniel, he said to me, go Daniel, the words are closed at eight gates until the end will come. Yes. So now the next Pasik says like this. Now the next Pasik tells us about the subject matter of our class, and that is the clarity with which exactly when Mashiach is going to come, the Pasik informs us that there's not going to be any clarity. And the Pasik says, It will become clear and it will be um, clarified. And um, fine, cleared out. Rabim, people will try to clear out. and the evil people will be evil. But Yavino, they will not understand. those that understand will understand. So the Mitsuda says, what does it mean that those that understand will understand? When he comes, he comes. He says, they'll understand that there is a little bit of a mistake. They'll understand that whatever cheshbon is being made, whatever calculation is being made, which is what the Gemara was afraid about, that we said, the people who understand will understand the mistake is being made. They will not give up just because the dates are not exact. Right? Before that, the Mitsuda says, They're going to be a lot of people that are going to be trying to figure out when the end is. They're going to try to... Uh, to try to clear, clarify the matter and to know when the end is going to be. But the Rishoyim, the evil people, are going to say, well, since the Mashiach didn't come at the point that he said, must be he's not coming, it's all baloney. It's like the golden calf. Right, exactly like the golden calf. So, so the Malvin here also says that the closer we get, that the Pasuk also means to say like this, those that understand will understand, the Malvin says, if I remember what he says correctly. The Malvin says, that those that understand will understand means that the closer the time comes, the closer the time comes, the less question you have. Because in the, in the, the, clo- the, the, the more time dis- uh, disappears, the more time goes, the time that was before, the time in which we're holding in now, is no longer a question because Mashiach didn't come then, so he must be coming after now. Okay, right? Less, so, now. what? There's less now to think about. So, for example, if we're holding now in the year 5771, right? which is how many years until 6,000, right? 229 years until the year 6,000, thank you. Sitting in the perfect place. 229 years, that means that the only question can be is which year out of the 229 years is Mashiach going to come? So according to the Rechavetz Chaim, it's going to be 2133. According to the it already happened, right? Because according well, yeah, because he, he said it's going to be 60 years until by him oh, it was 1939. Oh. Right? What do you want to say, Rapus? And Ms. Kolo, Ms. Kolo, Ms. We can help him to come. We can help him to we come. We can start to build the temple. Right. And he has to come to be sure that right. we build it correctly. Very good. So the Mabim does say that. The Mabim does say that. But if we're not helping, there's still a set time for him no, to come, and that's the time we're trying to, to figure it. out.
Um, actually, maybe, okay, we'll get back to the Pesach in Daniel that tells us the time of the of the end, but we, we want to get to the Orach Haim first. Does your Daniel know anything? Maybe. So, actually, we're going to see that the name actually uh, means a lot. Um, let's do let's do Daniel first. So that it says in Daniel before we get to the uh, Orach Hamikdash, right? Daniel says like this: Umeis husar atamid. This is in twelve eleven. Umeis husar atamid from the time that the tamid will be taken away. The tamid, the tamid is the carbon that was brought every single day. And something will be put in its place. Yomim Elef Masayim Betishim will be 1,290 years. Happy is the one that waits to the days of 1,335. Right? So that's the cheshbon of when he's going to come. Now, the Metzudah's David says, the Metzudah's David just gives up on this cheshbon. He says, if Daniel doesn't know, I for sure don't know, and I'm not going to figure it out. <laughs> That's what he says. So the Metzudah says, So if Daniel doesn't know, and the Malach answered him not clearly, how are we supposed to know? And therefore the Metzudah does not try to endeavor to figure out this cheshman. However, Rashi does. Rashi tries to figure it out based upon the cheshman that's made in chapter 8, verse number 14, which says it's going to be also an additional 2,300 years. So we have three numbers, at least the three numbers that we read, 1,290 and 1,335, which is 45 more, and we have 2,300. So Rashi wants to say, where's our, our little handout here? Rashi wants to say like this. Rashi wants to say the following cheshben, right? Um, what was the starting point again? The tummy removal? What? Yeah. What was the starting the point? The removal of the tummy. The removal of the carbon tummy. 3822? Um, the removal of the carbon tummy we wrote down was 3822. Yeah. So if you add 2300 years, for example, right? Mm-hmm. It ends in 778 or 4538. Right? Or if you add. I got 61.22. Well, maybe I, I could be, I didn't make numbers correct. So let's just start from the beginning of the Rashi. Rashi says like this. Says Rashi, it's way too complicated. All right. You know what? Let's leave the Rashi for the moment. And then we'll come back to the Rashi. It's a little too complicated. <laughs> you don't understand. Totally no, no, no. I understand. I'm just afraid. I want to get to the Orachayim HaKadosh. I want to make sure because we have to stick to this response. So the Orachayim HaKadosh is like this. The Orachayim says, that the Orachayim says as follows. He says that the first Pasuk in this week's Pasha that talks about the Cardinola hints to when Mashiach is going to come. Okay. Now, the Orachayim HaKadosh moved to Israel in 1741 and he died six years later in 1747. The Orachayim HaKadosh says that the Pasuk says like this. First, the reading of the Pasuk is simple. The Pasuk is like this. This is the law of the Ola. This is the law of the burnt offering, which is a complete burnt offering. Kia Ola, this is the Ola. Al Mokta, you put it on the fire on Mizbech, on the altar, call a light of the entire night. At Bokeh, that's a simple meaning, until the morning. That's when you put the Ola. Says the Orachayim, this Pasuk is hinting to when Mashiach is going to come. When is that, says the Orachayim? The Orachayim says that the Ola is referring to Mashiach. 
he has a source for that. And the word al-mokta, which means on the fire, is referring to Torah. Because we know that Torah is compared to fire, like it says in, uh, like it says in Kiddushin 29, Tainus 7, and uh, Tainus 4a, which is not for now how it's hinted to it, right? Torah is compared to fire. So al-mokta, which is the fire on the Mizbeach, is referring to, is, is referring to Torah. And Mizbeach itself, Mizbeach, which is the altar, which is Jesus' atonement for the Jewish people, is referring to Yisurim, it's referring to pain, right? Because pain, sometimes pain achieves atonement. So says the Orachim, the Torah is telling us, when is the Ola going to come? Meaning, when is Mashiach going to come? Mashiach is going to come in a situation where we have B'nai Torah, which means we have people that study Torah, which are the Jews, as opposed to the non-Jews, right? And also, on the Zerach, when they're going to be Yisurim, when they're going to be pain, when there's going to be suffering, which we definitely have, because we're driven as, as, as a nation from one country to another country, right? Now, when is the Mashiach going to come? Says the Pasuk, call a light of the entire night, I've woken until the morning. So you see that the Pasuk is splitting up the time of Lila and Boker, which is a day, right? Night and day is one 24-hour period, it's one day, right? So he says, how long is a day? A day, he quotes the Medrash, says, uh, that the, the Medrash says that the day of Hashem is a thousand years. So how much is a, day, a night and day? Night is 500 years, and day is also 500 years. So Mashiach is going to come at the end of the 500-year period of the day of Hashem. When is the day of Hashem? So he says that there's two possibilities. There's two possibilities. E- either uh, in the year 4500 or in the year 5500, which is 500 years in the 500 years into the 4000, which is 4500, or 500 years into the 5000, which is 5500. Why does he say that? Because the, the base amygdala was destroyed, if you take a look on your chart, in 3828. 3828 is in the third thousand, which means the next day, which is Hashem's day, is when Mashiach is going to come, which is that, the fourth thousand. When? After the night. How much is the night? 500 years. So Mashiach can come in the year 4500. Why is the fourth thousandth year Hashem's year? What does it have to do with the destruction of the Beis Amigdash? No, it's going to come a day after the destruction of the Beis Amigdash. When is that? A thousand years after... A thousand years later. So when, when does the day start? At the beginning of the thousand. That's what he says. When, so when is that? At 4,000. Halfway into that day, which is, right, the day, a day later. Well, halfway into that day is 500 years later. So the Mashiach can come in the year 4,500. Right? Or, which is in the year, right, 4,500. Or it can come in the next thousand, which is the year 5,500. Now, it says the says the Orachayim, the fact that it says Haboker, the morning, it's referring to a specific morning. Which specific morning is it referring to? It's referring to the second morning. Which is the second morning? The second thousandth year. Which is what? The five thousandth. Uh, the five the, the five thousandth. The five thousandth period, which is the, 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 the next day of Hashem. When is that? In the year 5500. When is the year 5500? If we take a look at our chart, the year 5500 is 1740. 1740, Yes. And then the next, the, on the left of it is 1740 and 1747, right? So the, the, the uh, according to the Arachim HaKadosh, in this week's Pasha, 
the Pasuk is telling us when the period of the Mashiach is going to start, and that is, Zos Torah Ta'ola. This is the law of the Ola, of the, of the, of the Ola. He Ola. Which Ola? The Ola of the Mashiach, or the coming of the Mashiach. al Mokta is going to come when there is Torah. al Mizbech is going to come when there is suffering. When is it going to come? Kol Alayla, the entire night, Ad Boker. Until the known morning. When is that morning? That is the, when the day turns into morning, Hashem's day, and that is 500 years after the, the, the 5,000, which is 5,500, which is 1790. Oh, I'm sorry. It's 17. It's a mistake. The, oh, the I second, know, that's what I no, it's the first 5,500, which is 1740. Oh. 1740. So it would be 1790. It would obviously be 50 years later. So it's 50. It's going to be 5550. Okay? So it's really 5550. It's not 5500. Right. That's be correct. It's 5550. Right. That's what he holds. Okay. So basically, the Mashiach period, according to the Orachim Hakadosh, starts in his time, six years before he dies. Because he he came there so in 1741. He died in 1747. In Eretz Yisrael, he wrote this commentary, or in this commentary, he writes that the Mashiach period is starting when he writes it. Okay, that's what he says. So, and that is, in his time, is in uh, 500 years before 6,000, which is 1740. 1740 is when he went to Eretz Yisrael. 1741. He arrived in Eretz Yisrael. Now, coincidentally, coincidentally, there's a book called Kol Hator. The book Kol Hator is a student of. The, the, going, the going from Vilna, Rabbi Eliyahu Vilna. Now, if you take a look, we write here that Vilna going passed away in 1790, which is 5550. That's when the Vilna going passed away. He was born in 1720. Now, the Vilna going was born in 1720, and he was 20 years old when the Rachayim Akkadah says the Mashiach period starts. Oh, yeah. You hear? Mm-hmm. Now, it's very interesting. There's going to be two Mashiachs, says the Gemara in Sokar. Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. So, in this Sefer, the Kolator, from Rabbi Hilo ben, Rabbi Binyamin Riblin, Mishkolov, says the following thing. He says the same thing as the Orachai Makarish. He says that in the morning, he doesn't quote the Orachai Makarish, but he says in the commentary of the Vilmagon to the Zohar HaKadosh in Parshat Shuma, Yudalar Amadeis, he explains that the purpose of the first Mashiach, which is Mashiach ben Yosef, is to gather together all the, all the exiles. It's to gather together all the exiles. Right? Where this time is called Shachar. It's called the early morning. Right before Mashiach comes. So if we, if we go with the Orachayim HaKadosh, if we go with the Orachayim HaKadosh, that means that if the morning starts in the year 500, right, the first moment of that year 500 is the early morning, which is the time of Mashiach ben Yosef. He's supposed to gather. He's supposed to gather all the exiles. Now. What do you mean by the year 500? Five, 5,500. Okay. 500 years okay. into the, into the 5,000 year. Okay. Right? So he says, this is very interesting. Listen to this. Um... Mashiach ben Yosef, the matter is very simple, like Bruce said, is for the Jewish people to start moving on their own, which is an awakening at the bottom, which means in the physical world. That will awaken the top, which is godly miracles that are hidden, that help 
the effort of the Jewish people. When is that going to happen? This is on page three. That's going to start 500 in the year, 500 years into the 5,000th year, which is in the year 5,500. Same thing as the Rakhine Makosh and Now, he says, now this is in the introduction, Rabbi Yosef Rivlin says like this, Rabbeinu Hagra, Hiftiach Nemona, Rabbeinu Hagra has promised, this decree, which is mentioned in the, in the Talmud and Sukkah, Mashiach ben Yosef, the Mashiach ben Yosef is going to be born, and then he will die. It says that Mashiach ben Yosef will die, and there will be a eulogy for him, that Kazera no longer exists. Which means? That means that Mashiach ben Yosef coming no longer is relevant. It has been eradicated. That means we don't need him anymore. Right. Oh, really? Are they, how did that happen? Are they Orochagolos through the lengthiness of the exile? Yisuri Mashiach ben Yosef through the pains of Mashiach ben Yosef. Yisuri Eretz Yisrael and the pains of the land of Israel. Shenikness biyisurim that is acquired with pain. Haftachazu he shaomda. So when did this promise happen? That Mashiach ben Yosef is going to suffer. And that there'll be suffering of going to Eretz Israel. This happened. La Abuseinu to our forefathers, Ha'olim Arishonim, the first ones to go to Eretz Israel, Talmidei Hagra, the students of the Zomadon. Wait, wait, wait. So let me just finish, Kula. La Amuraisan Neged Kol Atzaris Ha'Yisurim, who suffered all the pains the Mashiach Ben Yosef was supposed to suffer. Sha'amdu Bisneim Abonai Tzrov Mitzvah Rabbam, that they went and all of these pains that they suffered with the mitzvah of their Rebbe to go to Eretz Israel. And then, in the same book, in chapter 3, the book alludes to the fact that the Vilna Gon believed that he was Mashiach ben Yosef. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Vilna Gon apparently believed, not 100% that he was Mashiach ben Yosef, but I guess that's what it sounds like, that he was Mashiach ben Yosef. Okay, that, that the, it says here that the Vilna Gon saw many, many, the 52 different hints in the Torah about the fact that he is the, that he is the, uh, the messenger to begin the Gula, to begin the, uh, the uh, redemption. Did he go to Israel? His students went to Israel. All of this was to him almost like prophecy, like the Urim Vitumim. That's what he says in chapter 3. And he says, when did that period of time start? He says that in the year 5500, which is 1740, which is when the Vilna Gaon was 20 years old, he felt the light of Mashiach ben Yosef go upon him. So if we put together this is chapter 3 also in the Kolatur. If we put together the Orachayim HaKadosh in this week's Pasha, who says that the Geula starts in the year 5500, and the Kolatur who says that uh, the Vilna Gon felt upon himself the spirituality of Mashiach ben Yosef when he was 20 years old in the year 5500, then it fits that the Geula starts with the Vilna Gon oh. as being Mashiach ben Yosef. What do you want to say, Geula? You had a question? Uh, yeah, what, how come he has a name like that? I mean, how many 
or there's two Mashiach. There's Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach what? And Mashiach ben David that's going to come after him. Do you have the right genealogy? Huh? The Dolmazon was from the right genealogy to assume We don't know. I don't know. From the right genealogy, I don't know. So. If he thought it was him, then he would. So if we put together, if we put together all the dates that we have so far, for example, if we have the Chavetz Chaim, which says that the Gula will happen in 2133, which is how many years after 1740? 2133 minus 1740? Right? And, and the Chometz Chaim says that the Mashiach will come in the year three, uh, 393 years later after 1740. That's not so far off, because according to the Orachayim HaKadosh, according to the Orachayim HaKadosh, this is the secular year on our chart, right? According to Orachayim HaKadosh, if the Mashiach is going to come in this 500-year period, we are within the range. So even though we don't know exactly when it's going to happen, 2133 is the year, or the Jewish year, as you see in our charts, 5893. So that range from when Zoom's going to year is a window? No, Mashiach ben Yosef, according to the Gemara, is supposed to bring close to the Gula, and then he's supposed to die. And then he'll be resurrected with everybody else. So if we assume that the Vilna Gon is Mashiach ben Yosef, or had a facet of Mashiach ben Yosef, or had the spiritual influence of Mashiach ben Yosef, whatever, right, or that, the, or that him and his students fulfilled the, uh, the prophecy of the fact that Mashiach ben Yosef is going to suffer, and then he's going to die, then we can say that happened. the first stage, which is the early morning of the Gaula, certainly happened. So I'm confused. So, so and that happened with the advent of the Vilna Gaon. Like if, if you see that the Vilna Gaon is the father of the yeshiva movement, right? if we want to speculate further, and we say that the Vilna Gaon is the father of the yeshiva movement, because he's, right, uh, he's a famous student of Chaim Velozhin, the father of the yeshiva, he's the, he's the father of the yeshiva movement, and the Orachim is saying that the, that the Mashiach will come al-Mokta, that we are B'nai Torah, that we're learning Torah. The reason why, whatever reason why we're learning Torah today, can be attributed, uh, and on a mass scale, can be attributed to the Vilna Gaon, right? And the fact that we, there's the Yishev in Eretz Israel also can be attributed to the Vilna Gaon. So you can make the argument that the Vilna Gaon is the one who starts the Gaula, like Mashiach when Yosef would. What do you want to say? So, so the Mashiach, it's not that Vilna Gaon are we saying it's not the Vilna Gaon is Mashiach and Yosef, it's that he, the, his students and what he did replaced? Right, so I'm not 100% sure. It almost, it sounds like from the Kolator that he is Mashiach ben Yosef, but I don't want to say that 100% because I'm not, I'm not confident in that 100%. It, but, but definitely what the Kolator says is, is that whatever was supposed to happen in the time of Mashiach ben Yosef and what was supposed to happen to Mashiach ben Yosef himself has happened because of the Vilna Gaon. So, in other words, the, 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 the uh, Mashiach ben Yosef had a task, he had a purpose. And that is and to initiate right. from the people, the Geula, right. for and which so will come the miracles. Right. And that purpose was 
Right, and so therefore, if we say, if we, if if I understood the Malbim correctly, let's say the Malbim holds that the Gula would happen in 1939, we can definitely understand, right, that the Gula, that what the, the events that happened in 1939, definitely is part of the Gula, part of the Chevle Mashiach, part of the war of the Golgomodah, which the which which the Gemara talks about. We can we, we can assume that. So we can say that the Malbim is close. The Malbim is pretty close. Who was it that quoted 1939 as a possibility? I'm saying that it's 1939 if it's 60 years from the from the period of time in which the uh, Malbim wrote his commentary on Daniel. So it's, it's 60 years from that from that period. That's what he says. So therefore, according to the um, according to the Actually, according to the yeah, it, it comes out right that, that the Malbim is part of the Cheshman also. The Malbim is part of the calculation because it could be that the uh, the process of Gula is during that time. So we have to leave until we are what. What? And if I mean, Mashiach can still come after we uh, after we back because there's still time. There's kids in Minar. 122 years. 122 years. Come earlier. No, what? It could come earlier, right? Mashiach can come earlier. We're in that time. We're at 300. What do we say? 339 years. 393 years, which is already more than half from the time that it started. So there are other people that make such bonus. For example, uh, where is it? The toast is younger than Tirki Is there any idea who he is? Who? Oh, no, we're not, we're, we're not discussing that this evening. I, I don't know who she is. It's not the who, it's the when. What? It's not the who. It's not the who, right. We're only discussing of when. When, when it's going to happen. Why, where, how? Well, he's going to tell you. Just give him five hundred. <laughs> 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 what I do with the uh, toast is younger. Do we have any? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, here, the Tosis Yatta, for example, makes the following husband, and he's on our chart. I, I mixed together, I apologize, the handouts that were incorrect and the handouts that were correct, so... Where is the correct one? I don't, I don't know. We'll figure it out after the class. But here in chapter 5, mission number 2, the mission is like this, in Ethics of Our Fathers, in Pirkei Avos. The mission says, Asara Doros Me Adam Vavnoyach. There are ten generations from... The first man until Noyach. Lohoidia to let us know, Kama Erech Apayim Lepanov. How much the Hashem is, uh, how much, what? Patient. How patient is Hashem? How he lengthens his anger. Shekol Hadorazayim Mechisim Mubayim. All of the generations made Hashem angry. Achehidi Aleim is Me'amabal until he brought the flood. Right? Says the, the, the uh, what's his name? The Rav. Also, why is the Mishnah telling us this for? Why do we care that Hashem is slow to anger, and that He's patient, and that He waited until He brought the flood? All of these generations, ten generations. Why do we care about this? Says the Rav, Don't worry. That Hashem uh, waited for the nations of the world, all of these years, right, that he uh, that he uh, that they subjugated his children. 
more, it was lengthy, it was an even more lengthy form the, from the time of the first man until Noah. The but afterwards they drowned. So don't worry, Hashem afterwards pays. On this says the Tosas Yontif. Says the Tosas Yontif on this. He says like this. He quotes the Rav, and then he says, Well, how many years was it from the sixth day of creation until the flood? The Mabal was 1,556 years on our chart was the flood, the year 1,556. So how much did Hashem wait? He waited a maximum of 1,556 years. The Churban Abayis, when was the destruction of the second temple, says the Tosis Yontif? Hayagim Alafim was 3,000, Tav Tav Chavches, 328, to the creation of the world, which is what we wrote. 3828, in the year 68 approximately. Right, with the destruction of the, of the Beis HaMikdash. Yeah. So, if we count 1,556 years, sorry, 1,656 years. Because that's how many years it was. I'm sorry. It was, I, I made a mistake. It's 1,656 years from the time, what? The flood, you mean, or what? Let's go back. From the sixth day of creation until the flood is 1,656 years. Right, so it's a mistake on the chart again. Right, 1,656 years. Right, so Hashem will wait now, maximum, if he waited for the non Jews. For Hashem is one day and Right, Hashem is one day and a half. But how long is he going to now wait from us from the destruction of the temple? Also, maximum the same amount of time. So if we add 1,656 years to 3828, we get, what do we get? So I wrote here 5384, but we need to put it, add in another 100 years, Right? Yes. You see that? That's the Vilma Gaon and the time when Which is when the Vilma Gaon was alive. four years old. So according to the Toysis Yontif, according to the Toysis Yontif, the Gaula will happen when? Approximately 1740. Same thing, right? Therefore says the uh, Toysis Yontif. Save a make the calculation. wait for him. because he's not going to delay. So therefore, says the Tosas Yantif and the Orachaim in this week's Pasha, and the Kol Hator, the student of the Vilna Gaon, that we are right now in the midst. We are in the middle of the Gaula. And possibly already one Mashiach has come. But then if you if you know the time of the coming, how come um also the year of the glass 
it sounds like they don't know when. It sounds like hoping, just hoping, living in a, in a hope that he will come. Right, so, so that's what we said in the commentaries there in Daniel say that people are going to try to figure out the exact time when the time comes and they're going to be a little bit off. They're going to be a little bit off. But as the time gets closer, the Malvin says, there's going to be a lot less room to be off. And so therefore the calculations are going to be getting closer and closer and closer. And, but the reason why there's lack of clarity is because Hashem arranged it in that way there was specifically ambiguity from the Malach when he spoke to Daniel, not to tell him exactly what's going to come, but he did tell him a date which approximates it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we have an idea of basically of when it's going to happen. And according to our calculations, which are not exact, the, the Mashiach period has already started, not the Mashiach possibility of coming, but that he's already come has already started. That's what- I was going to ask if, if there is a bolt, light bolt there, there is light that's free. Right. And it's the same thing. We need to already fix something. Right. It is, it's okay. so, so, right. So we have to, we have to act. We have to uh, do whatever we can to be a part of it. Now, one second. Now, I just want to throw a monkey wrench into the whole engine. No. <laughs> but, 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 not, but not a big one. And that is that I read, I didn't have a chance to get uh, my hands on the writings of Shimon Schwab, who says that there is... But if you just take a look, if you do a little bit of research, you see that the, that the Jewish calendar is not exact. And so there could be a discrepancy in the Jewish calendar of 165 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> and therefore, therefore, I don't know how much of a swing there is and how much of a discrepancy there is. So we could be uh, 165 years off of our calculation. One way or the other. Right. I guess. I didn't see it inside, so I don't know one way or the other. And therefore, what... But at least, you know, coming off this evening, we have a little bit more of an idea of what, we're, of, of, of what we're dealing with and what time we're, we're, we're at. Well, part okay. of the reason it couldn't be certified is because it depends on us.